Sometimes I feel like just going home right now. You know, that's, that's all the gospel we need. It's, uh, it's so special that we're, we're all here in the same place, singing the same things to the same God who was and is and who will always be. Um, my name is Jason. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Um, let's, let's pause for a second. We've been here 74 years. This church has worshipped Jesus the Christ for 74 years. I, I did some math. I used to be a math major. I'll let that slip. I can't even tie my shoes. Um, but if that's back to back, that's 10 years. 10 years straight every day. Um, that's 3,848 Sundays. That's cool. I just think that's really neat. And in a society that couples don't stay together like in more than five years or two years we've stayed together God has held us together and God deserves all glory honor and praise and I feel honored to be standing right here because I think of all the people that have come through this place and actually when we first started worshiping I guess it was right around here somewhere and it actually started as a women's bible study did you know that women's bible study grew into this church. Just like a women's Bible study, I don't know if you know anything about this place, but it, this contemporary service is an outgrowth of this women's Bible study and a circle of women. So, I, just, I don't know, I'm ADD. If, uh, if you don't know that about me, welcome to my world, okay? <laughs> I was just picturing unicorns. Okay, open your Bibles up to Mark chapter one, and we're going to start, and I'm going to be preaching in the next couple weeks. And I love that we're going back to the gospel. We're going back to the words of Jesus. 74 years later, we always go back. We always go back because Jesus is our King. Jesus is our Lord. And the day that stops being true is the day we stop being a church. And so we open up and we're Matt, Mark, that's where we're at. Mark chapter one, I'm going to start in verse 14. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And I immediate and immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, James and John, the sons of thunder, who were in their boat mending their nets, immediately called to them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, in the sermon that never was, I don't know if you noticed a limp, but I broke my femur because I was ice skating with the, with a group of youth. And it wasn't, I wasn't doing a triple sow cow or a Pemchenko twist. 
I was just skating, and I just fell over, and then I broke my, my hip, which is crazy. There's people, I'm watching football, and there's people, like, slamming into each other at, like, 900 miles an hour. They don't break their hip. Anyway, I fall over, I break my hip. I'm a sissy. I don't know. Now, that Sunday, it was a Saturday, and I was going to preach on Mark 1, 1 through 8. And so this is the sermon that never was, just kind of summed up. But look at that first verse. Somebody read it. Somebody read that first verse real loud. Mark 1, 1. The beginning of the gospel, good news. Do you know what good news is? My wife, the other day, she bought my son this Lego. And I saw firsthand what good news is. He put together this Lego and he said, Dad, you got to come see this. No, seriously, get out of bed. You're lazy. Get over here and watch this. And he starts cranking this thing and it was pretty cool. This Legos, they make Legos now that shoot things. Fast. He's going, and he's going, it's like shooting these little pellets. You could kill a little cat if I think, if you had enough. Anyway, Mark kicks it off and he says, Here's the good news. And then he says, Straight truth. He says, Yeshua, Jesus. That's the Hebrew of, of, of Jesus is Yeshua. It means Messiah. His name means deliverer. His name means something. Jesus. The Christ. This is the good news. Jesus, the deliverer, the anointed one. The Christ. The, deli- the, 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 the one set apart. The Son of God. One sentence. Amazing truths. Mark kicks off his gospel, and if you know anything about gospels, his is the shortest. And he kicks it off with this overview, overview of, the, of the whole thing. And he says, here's, here's, here's Jesus. God came to this world. He jumped into our mire. He jumped into our pit. He jumped into our pain. And he jumps down in here. And then you don't hear the overview anymore. Then you drop down into the story, and everybody's confused all throughout the gospel. And we'll come to that in a second. But we're dro- so there's like an overview, and then they, you drop down into the story as a reader, and then you pull back up to, into an overview at the crucifixion and the resurrection. But notice, we drop down into the, he says, this is what life's all about. This is the good news. And then he drops us down into the story, and then we hear about this John the Baptist guy, and he's out in the wilderness, and he's saying, here comes somebody that's, more amazing than you've ever seen. And in comes Jesus. Jesus is just this plain clothes guy when we first see him. John the Baptist is baptizing people. Who knows where he got that idea? He's just dunking people in water. People are signing up for it. Yeah, that sounds good. Boom, he's dunking people. In comes Jesus, just a plain clothes guy. He gets dunked. All of a sudden, the voice comes from heaven. Kind of a snapshot. Yeah, maybe this guy's a little different. Boom! Okay, there's this voice from heaven. Then we start to our text, and he says, John the Baptist has been arrested. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. How is that true? How confusing would that be? You're dropped into the story, and the guy announcing the guy that's going to save the world is in jail. 
That's confusing. Is that confusing to anyone else? Am I the only one sweating up here? So he says this. He says, now after Jesus was arrested, John's arrested. So he's in jail. Jesus of Galilee. Notice back up in verse 9. Jesus was coming from Galilee. Jesus was coming from Galilee to get baptized. And then he first shows up and he first starts saying some stuff. He's come back home. He goes back home to start his mission. Everybody around here, we all go, we all go to San Marino High School. We go to these prep schools. Then we go to SC or we go to UCLA. But then we come back. We come back home. Why? Because we love the people where we're from. We love them. They know our language. He starts at home. So he comes back home and he's in Galilee. And he says the first words. What are his first words? He says, the time has been fulfilled. The time is now. I, I put that into question for him because I hang out with Steve Todd a lot. He loves to ask questions. That's the guy who gave you some announcements earlier and looks better than me. But he says, what better time than now? What better time than now? He stands up and he says, what better time than now? And he says, repent and believe the good news. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe what my son was talking about with the, with the Legos. What's your good news? I know I, I talk to Greg and I say golf. His eyes become huge and he's like, okay, I'm going. I talk to music. I talk music to Chris Smoke. He's the bassist guy. He's a professional musician. He's kind of the bad bone guy. I talk wood with the whole Pearson corner and they all come alive. I talk SC football to Joy, and she'll do a backflip. I've seen it. No, it's not true. But Jesus says, repent and believe the good news. What's the good news according to Jesus? And I've, I've asked this three times from this place, this spot. Well, I move around a lot, so I could have been here. What's the gospel according to Jesus? Somebody. Good guess, wrong. I just read it. Mark Reimers, you, you know better? Come on. I've, said, I've asked you this question three times. I'm ashamed, okay? I'm not really, but I don't care. Jesus talks about, I'll give you a hint. Jesus talks about this more than anything else ever. Kingdom of God. Bong knows it because he's gone to seminary. Haley Peters knew it because she's awesome. The kingdom of God is near. Why is that good news? How is that good news? How is the kingdom of God good news? I can, I can live in heaven now. That's the short answer. I can say, no, Obama's not my president. My wife's not my boss. I don't know. I, she is my boss in a lot of ways. So I strike that from the record. Can you erase things? Uh, <laughs> but he says... You can enter into the kingdom of God right now. And he talks about it more than anything else because everybody's got a screwed up view. They're dropped down into the, we're dropped as, as people down into this story. And the kingdom of God isn't supposed to have people get arrested. The kingdom of God isn't supposed to experience cancer. 
It's the, the kingdom of God isn't supposed to lose children. The kingdom of God isn't supposed to look like this. But Jesus says, no, no, I'm, I'm going to talk about it more than anything else, and I'm going to tell you why it's good news. You've got to trust me, and you've got to follow me. You've got you to gotta put all chips in. I'm not coming for just half of you. I'm coming for all of you. There's some good news, and there's some bad news. The good news is it's free. The bad news is it takes everything you have. And so he says, repent and believe this good news. Repent means turn. Stop it. Stop whatever you're doing. Stop whatever you're doing and turn your life. And start following me as king. How do you do that, Jay? How do I enter into this kingdom of God? How do I, how do I make Jesus king of every second of every day? How do I, how do, I do that? That's why you come to church. <laughs> to find out how to do that. And that's why we talk about this stuff, is to find out how to do that. But let's see what this text tells us, and then let's see what next week's text tells us. And let's talk about what Jesus calls us to every time we gather in this room. And then maybe we'll start becoming a kingdom people. Maybe we'll start listening to King Jesus rather than the news. Maybe we'll start listening to King Jesus over our inside voices that say, hey, you should go this way, this way, this way. Don't listen to those. They're lies. Okay, so I need a drink. Not a drink of drink, drink, but a water. Does anybody have feet that doesn't limp? Grab me a glass of water. Thank you, Cindy. Is everybody awake? I feel like everybody's awake. I love that about this place. You guys are listening. I love it. Okay, so good job for staying awake. I don't know. That's kind of low bar. Okay, so he says this. Dude, Bong always beats everybody. Why is, why is that? Too? He got ordained, everybody, yesterday. Round of applause. I'm going to drink yours first. Just because Cindy's awesome. And Bong's awesome, too. But what, he, what I mean... I was talking to the glass of water. Did everybody see that? That was awesome. Okay. Okay, now... He says this. He, he says, follow me and do the kingdom of Jesus and stuff like that. And then he says, 16. He, As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Notice he doesn't give any promises. He says, I'm going to make something out of you, but he says, follow me first. There's something, uh, Jesus must have looked different than every other person. That's the only way I can describe it. That's the only way I can understand this text. Because he walks into this place and he says, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of people. Have you ever met somebody that you just follow right off the bat? Have you ever met somebody? Yes or no? Yes, me too. I remember when I was in high school, this, this guy named Larry Skinner, he's a college leader at Evie Free Fullerton down the road. And he walked into my life, and there was just something about him. He cared for me before I cared for him. He thought of me before he thought of himself. And I remember thinking, man, I'd follow that guy anywhere. And then fast forward a couple years, I walk into Summit, New Jersey. My mom has just died. There's this Chris Tolls kid. He scores a 1680 or 1580 back when it was 1600 SAT. Genius kid. 
for some reason, I walk into his presence. Jason, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? I'll follow you anywhere. I remember because I was young and kind of stupid, I would have him do crazy stuff like try and balance himself on a, like one of those exercise balls and crush a can on his head. Random story. The point is Jesus walks into every one of our lives and he says through this text, because we don't know more than the, the, these people in this story. Jesus walks in and he says, they haven't seen him do any miracles. They haven't seen him do anything. He's just an average guy looking thing. He, he, he's just this guy and he walks in and he says, what better time than now? It's time to rumble. It's time to adventure. It's time to put some fight in this life. It's time to put some meaning at the ground, at the, at the ground floor level. It's time to do something and be somebody. And he says, what better time than now? And then he says, follow me. He doesn't say, go sit alone somewhere and read. He doesn't say, study up. He doesn't say, get alone and talk about everybody else in the society. He doesn't say, let's, let's form cliques and let's just, let's just talk about everybody else in the world. No, no, he says, follow me. He says, get right behind me. Start walking with me. Start seeing what life is about. And he says this and he says, boom. And for some reason, these guys say, okay. And they drop this fish at them. And then he goes to these other guys. And notice he's always about brothers. He's always about community. He's always about. So if he walked into here, I think he would say, not to me and not to just you. He would say, hey, guys, hey, people, follow me. There's an interesting, another little note I want to say. I want to make sure we get before we. Say amen and start praising God again because I can't wait to sing again because this is the God that we, that we serve and we live for. But Jesus, he's, he preaches to people. He disciples individuals. He preaches to people, but he disciples individuals. Which means you could come here every Sunday and still walk straight into hell. When you die. You don't get Jesus unless you get Jesus. That's kind of confusing. You don't get Jesus unless you are with Jesus. Are you, are you with Jesus? Are you being discipled? Are you a student of the Lord? Are you a student of the King? He's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega. And he hates being ignored but he loves being spent time with. He he loves being with us. There's so many opportunities to get discipled. I got guys groups coming out the yin yang. So if you want to be, if you want to be in a guys group, get in a discipleship group. If you aren't in a discipleship group, my urge and my call and my application and my favorite song of the week is get in a discipleship group. Get around some people and be discipled by the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and start walking through, how do I live in the kingdom of God? What better time than now? There's Eugene Tsai. All these things that we do around here, they're all about discipling. They're all about making many Jesuses and Jesusettes. I don't know, what's the female of Jesus? Anne doesn't know. 
go to Circle of Women. Oh, but I have a job on Thursdays. I got on Monday nights. It doesn't even have to be at this church. I'm saying find a discipleship group and find it yesterday. Because this king is the only king. This king is the only life. This king is the only voice that matters. I was talking to my daughter, or no, I was talking to my son just the other day. And he's going, he's a nine-year-old. And he's cranking towards the teen years. And I was saying to him, there's going to be so many voices. There's going to be so many people that say, maybe you're not, you're not cool. Or you're not coordinated. Or you're not beautiful. Or you're not handsome. Or you're not smart. Or you're not fill in the blank. I want you to listen to God's voice and I want you to listen to my voice. I want to walk you through this storm, Zeke. And Jesus is saying that. Jesus is saying that to each and every one of us. And he's asking us the question, what better time than now? There is no tomorrow. Have you seen Rocky 3? There is no tomorrow. What better time than now? And he says, do you want me king or do you want to ignore me? Because I won't take anything else. Join a discipleship group. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this place. The 74 years of praising your name. The 74 years of, of hailing you to the world that you are king. I pray that you would continue to strengthen our discipleship relationships with you and with each other. I pray that we would continue to grow in our studentness. Of you, O Lord. Hear us as we tell you how good you are. Amen.